If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome, everybody, to your Circle of Influence podcast. I'm your co-host, Dr. Monica Ogando. And I'm Amy Walker. Today, we're going to be talking about a very, very important make it or break it conversation. Yeah, well, because also the day of love is around the corner. Around the corner, yes. One of the, I remember seeing a study that said that one of the biggest decisions that will influence how well you do in life, your success, et cetera, is who you have decided to marry or who you've decided to be your spouse or your partner. And so it is important to keep that main relationship, that primary relationship, that marriage thriving while you're pursuing your dreams, while you're out there handling those goals that we talked about earlier. And, uh, you know, each season has a different moment, has a different challenge and so forth. I remember when uh, earlier last year, Michelle Obama came out with her book, with her second mm-hmm. book, and she was talking, she did the whole speaking circuit and she was talking about, you know, there were a good 10 years of our marriage where I was like, ugh. And I was like, what? <laughs> it took you 10 years to get over the ugh? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> But that's what happens with a long-term, you know, lifetime commitment. It's like some, there are some seasons that are longer than others. Lord have mercy. Okay. And so how do we keep our marriage thriving while you're pursuing your dreams and, and whose dreams become, you know, come to the front of the, of the lines, so to speak? Yeah, well, there I have so much to say on this topic, but mm-hmm. here's where I want to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to start with recognizing that there are some women out there who your partner feels threatened by your dreams and you feel like you have to keep your dreams um, smaller or separate or somehow private in Mm -hmm. order for your partner not to shoot them down. Mm -hmm. Um, With that uh, comes the flip side. So, cause I, I think to every coin, there's two sides, right? So the unsupportive partner shows up on the submissive side of we just keep things separate so that it doesn't disrupt their life. And on the other side of that is there's that your business causes a lot of contention. So there's a lot of fights and arguments and, uh, you know, oh, you are always working and you never show up for me because of blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So this conversation, I think it's one of those conversations that we can just both say, oh, we have this all figured out and everything is good and tell you what we do. And some of the people who are listening may feel like, but that's not my situation. Mm, And so I want to make sure that we acknowledge um, that my husband and I run our company together and we're very in sync in our business today. And that has not always been the case. There Mm -hmm. have been big chunks of my career as an entrepreneur where I just had to do it alone. Mm -hmm. And we didn't really talk about it a lot because he didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. And um, I always felt like he was kind of putting the caution brakes on everything. Mm -hmm. And there was a season when I just had to say, I'm no longer asking for permission. I'm just asking for your support. 
So can you give it? Because I would love to have it. And if you can't give it, that's okay. That's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go for it anyway. So um, let's kind of go through the evolution of relationships and how, because I do feel like both of us are at a good, but really different point in our relationships where your husband's not involved in your business, nor does he want to be. My husband Mm -hmm. and I literally run the business together and have a hard time, like actually not talking about business and kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. When we're on dates, it's like, oh, did you send this email to this person? We are not talking about that. We're on a date, you know, like it it takes a conscientious (laughs) effort. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I, it's funny because there was a time when I was interested in the whole thing. Like, Oh, it wouldn't be great if I could just bring him in. It's like, no, you would be a horrible boss and a horrible partner. And then you'd feel like there was a, the the romance piece, the sexual piece, the household piece would somehow be sacrificed. If we were, like you said, like, you know, the whole talking business stuff, I was like, yeah, no, we're not, we're not going to do that. And we, and that was a very deliberate decision very early on in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And it felt stressful at times because, as you can imagine, you know, sometimes when you're an entrepreneur, it just bleeds into everything else in your life. And there's not a time when I'm not thinking about something. And yeah. so, or strategizing about something or brainstorming about something. Or I, I'll get a big inspiration. I, I get up and instead of watching this movie with you, I'm going to go write something before I forget it or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and we had to have the conversation about energy management. Mm-hmm. that he and his world and his paradigm is very much of an employee of a nine to five. And, and not only that it's a nine to five, but it's like the kind of work that he does. It's like when he's at work, he is exclusively at work. Don't bother me. Mm-hmm. Don't call me, text me if you need me. And if it's an emergency, somebody died. Okay. You can, I'll pick up, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, when he's at work, he's at work. And when he's not at work, he is not at work. Yeah. And now it's home time and now it's play time and now it's rest time or now it's, you know, do the dishes time or whatever the case may be, but it's not work time. Whereas for me, it's like, there's not a time when I'm not thinking about work stuff, business projects, client stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Or sometimes because a lot of it is creative strategic work, sometimes an idea will pop in and it's like, oh, I could do that for the podcast. Oh, I could do that Mm -hmm. for the website. Oh, I could do this for the you know, or I'll see piece of news, particularly with my investment, the investment side of the business, where I'll see a piece of news and it's like, all of a sudden it's like, well, now I got to go make a different trade because Mm -hmm. this has changed (laughs) some stuff, you know? And it's like, no, the movie's going to have to wait. I have to do this in pre-market, you know, before the market closes. So um, those kinds of conversations can be confronting and difficult to have. But the thing that has helped us through it has been number one, We are going to know for ourselves and assume when we don't know it for sure that we are on the same team, Mm -hmm. that we both want each other to win. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, there is absolutely zero tolerance for malicious intent. Now, you might say something hurtful because you didn't know what you were talking about or because, you know, your ego is speaking out of out of your own protection mechanism or whatever, but not because you're like willingly wanting to harm the other person. Mm-hmm. We have zero tolerance for malicious intent in our relationship. Like, like, you know, flag on the, on the field. Yeah. I don't know how to say it, right? <laughs> flag on the plate. We stop immediately. We're not, we've got to handle this first, right? Now, because mm-hmm. that's happened before. That's how come we're so committed to making sure that we honor that rule. Um, and so that, that, that's the thing that, that I have 
been so amazed and humbled to discover is that running a business and then running my marriage has have those two tracks have been two of the most fast track <laughs> personal development you know journeys that I've ever been on yeah um, being married has forced me to deal with my daddy issues with my mommy issues with my abandonment conversation with my significance conversation etc and there are some of those kinds of conversations that my husband just does not have the tools for or the interest in and it's mm-hmm. not a bad thing he's just not the guy that I'm going to talk about with that stuff even though I'm talking about him if I were to talk to somebody else whether it's the therapist mm-hmm. or you know my spiritual mentor or whatever so some of those conversations require a weekly date one of the things that we do is that we have a weekly date that we do not miss. It's just what we do. Um, some weeks it's actually getting all dolled up and going to dinner. Some weeks is, you know, we're cozying up in the living room and watching our favorite movie that we've been looking for, you know, or the favorite show that we're binging on, et cetera. We don't cheat on each other. We don't watch episodes ahead of time. <laughs> That's another rule. <laughs> you do not have an open Netflix marriage. Got it. <laughs> no (laughs) you hear that Netflix we're not sharing passwords or nothing (laughs) um and so so that's been a rule that has helped us to manage energy that way and be patient with one another because there's something to look forward to the other thing that we do in our in our marriage I, I know you won't be surprised to do this but um we have regular grace talks mm-hmm because sometimes you gotta get the venom out and you, it has to be done in a safe place where it won't be weaponized against you, won't be used in a later conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it's just gotta get out. And, and just like I always use the analogy of, you know, when you, when you have to physically vomit, the first thing that you do is go look for somewhere to put it. Right. Mm-hmm. And if, if a friend is with you and they're like holding, you know, kind of like, well, you're, you're bent over the toilet and somebody's holding your, your hair, right. <laughs> that person is not then looking at the toilet going, okay, I'm going to save this for later. So I can, you know, right. there's, there's not, <laughs> nobody's doing that <laughs> with physical vomit. So let's not do it with emotional vomit either. Mm-hmm. Right. We flush it all. And sometimes those grace talks in the vent section of the, or the airing out the grievance, which is what the G stands for. Sometimes it's really painful. Some of the things that my husband has said to me have been really, really hard to hear. And I'm sure he can say the same thing about some of the things that I've said to him in a grievance moment. But because we've been able to get it out and we've been able to not take it personally, we've been able to see it for the vomit that it was. Mm-hmm. Then we can flush it down the toilet and it, it becomes kind of like ritualistic, like, okay, got rid of that. Better out than in, you know, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't become a cancer. Um, and... And then you said something really important that I want to really, really uh, underscore. And that is that when you make a request, the person has the right to say no. Yeah. When you you said, I'm no longer asking for permission, I'm just asking for your support. And if the person says, no, I can't support that. Okay. That's fine. I don't need you to be on this train. And this that's one of the things that we got really clear on early in the marriage. It was like, there is nothing that my husband can coach me on in the business world. He's not a businessman. He's never run nothing. Mm-hmm. He, he, had, he doesn't even have a paper route. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And I can't tell him anything about navigating his stuff. So th- th- there's, there's certain like, you know, we don't go there kind of territories in that sense. Not because uh, there's any kind of suppression going on, but it's like, I, I can't be helpful. I mean, the most I can do is give you my opinion, but I don't know how that's going to be strategic for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So we're honest about that and we're honest and, and honor each other's requests. Um, honor it with an answer, not with an obligation, right? So no is just as much of an answer as a yes is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other part of it is if I need support and you can't be the one to give me that support, I'm going to go look for it elsewhere and you can't be mad about it. Yes, <laughs> that's such a good rule. <laughs> that is a great rule right there. Game changer. Yeah, absolutely. So, but these all happened. Obviously, we didn't come at them like, oh, look at this nice surprise under the Christmas tree. No, we had to ca- talk about it. We had to navigate that. We had to make concessions. We had to explain our fears or our concerns and, you know, be able to reassure each other, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it, those, those wins have been hard fought and hard won. Yeah. Well, and, you know, whenever you look at somebody who has a strong marriage, a lot of times it has been forged in fire. Mm-hmm. And um, I do feel like, mm, I want to say this, I want to say this really intentionally because I don't want to say this wrongly. I remember at a point in my business where I did not feel like I had the support that I wanted from my husband. I did not feel like we were on the same page. Um, I felt like I was trying to grow and he was not interested in growth, but I was not interested in saying the same. And there was a lot of frustration and it was building into resentment. Mm -hmm. And during that time, I crossed paths with a lot of successful women who were divorced. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that because I just don't know. Is there a higher percentage of successful women who are divorced or who are not? I have no idea, right? Mm -hmm. But during that time, it seemed like that's what I kept coming across was people who they chose to leave the marriage and focus on the success. And there was a part of me that was like, that would be easier in some Mm -hmm. ways, you know, like in some ways that might be a little bit simpler, but at the end of it, this was where I came from. And, And the reason why I'm sharing this is because probably because I had a client reach out and they said, I'm failing in my business. I'm failing in my marriage. I'm failing at parenting and I don't know what to do. And I was like, well, first of all, you're not failing in any of it. You're struggling with it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that was kind of where I got to is I was like, okay, we're struggling with this, not failing. We're just yeah. struggling. We're moving through it. Yeah. And during that season, I think that was when I made some of the most positive realizations mm-hmm. that I want to share today. So the first one was that Um, I don't have to feel what you feel in order to love you. Mm -hmm. My husband was really in a place of struggle. He was very stuck. And I felt like I had to be stuck with him in order to love him and support him. And when I was like, no, the best thing that I can do to love you and support you is for me to be happy. Yeah. But both of us being unhappy, clearly that's not helping. So that that was one of my lessons learned. Um, The other one is that we can, I, I shifted the image in my mind. So Um, In the Bible, it talks about being equally yoked with your spouse Mm -hmm. and the yoke is, you know, the, the wooden neck piece basically that they put over oxen. And when oxen are pulling a cart together, if one tries to pull faster than the other, then it's very uncomfortable for the other one. So they have to go at the same pace. And for anybody that knows me and my husband, he is slow paced and I am fast paced. And so for us to be equally yoked like that is painful for both of us. Mm -hmm. He feels like he's getting dragged through life. And I feel like he is digging in his heels and I am having to drag him everywhere. Mm -hmm. It is not a pleasant experience for us. So one day in my prayer, I got this image of two trees planted next to each other. We are different trees. We grow at different rates. 
we have different root systems, um, but we do not grow an inch apart from each other. And when I, when I saw that, it was like, oh, I can grow as fast as I want to grow. And I don't have to wait for him. And it's not going to threaten him. And when I look at us, you know, there's been seasons of our life where I feel like his roots were deep and solid and were keeping me up. But above the surface, you know, his growth didn't look super impressive. Mm. And mine was growing super fast above the surface. But I felt like because I was growing so fast, like I needed his roots to, mm. I was relying on them. Great analogy. And then there's been other times where I'm like, oh, look at him growing faster than me right now. You know what? I'm going to chill underneath your shade for a little bit. And like, just, I'm just going to rest. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to rest. And so it's been really important for me to embrace that growth looks different for us. Mm -hmm. I remember one time my husband came home from wood badge, which is the scout leader training. And he was like, Amy, I just listened to the most inspirational speaker. And he told me all of these things. And he's like, had this life-changing experience at Boy Scout leader camp. And I'm looking at him like, are you freaking kidding me? That's literally (laughs) what I teach in my (laughs) workshops, word for word, but you are ready to hear it now from somebody else, right? The thing is we're each on our own growth journey. And I am not in charge of or in control of his growth journey, nor is he in charge of or in control of mine. And so allowing us to be able to grow differently and at our own pace and not depend on the other person, that's mm-hmm. been huge for us. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is to recognize uh, the, the needs shifting as time goes on. So I told my husband, he was like, this is the weirdest thing you've ever said to me. But I did tell him a couple months ago, I was like, you would never have any need to cheat because if you just wait a few years, you'll have a different version of me. Like You are going to have so many wives by the time this is all said and done. No need to stray. (laughs) He was like, that's really weird. Okay. I don't don't even know what you're talking about. You don't even have to wait a year. (laughs) Just wait an ovulation period. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But um, that honoring, like I, I'm realizing that my needs have shifted Mm -hmm. in the relationship. And it partially it's because a lot of the like physical need that I, like I I'm one of my top two love languages is it's words of praise and it's physical touch. Mm -hmm. And when you have a lot of little kids, what do you get? You get a lot of like nice kids saying nice things and everybody wants to sit on your lap all of the time to the point where you're like, okay, now mommy needs to breathe. Well, now my kids are all past that phase. I don't get called mom. I get called bruh. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Not the bruh. My youngest is like, bruh. I'm like, no. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I, I, you don't have to call me mommy, but could I at least get mom? No, I get Or mom. I would have mercy. (laughs) So it's a different season. And now my, because my emotional bank is not being filled regularly by everybody else, my things that I want from him have shifted. Mm -hmm. And it's important to recognize that we change, we evolve, and we need to clearly state what the change is and why we need it in a way that it's not making them feel like they've failed us. Right. Right. The fact that I need more attention. Um, I need more words of affirmation. I need more praise. That's a fair thing to ask for. Mm-hmm. And it's not a feeling of my part. It's not a feeling of his part. It's just, I was surrounded by babies for so many years that gave me all of that. And now mm-hmm. I, they're not. So yeah. I get to ask for it. Not expect him to just give it and be a mind reader. Yes, exactly. 
Oh, so good. So I have good. one more. Okay, tell me. That just popped into my my mind. Um, I think you have to separate out value from earnings. Because it when you start out earning your husband, if your value of your husband has been tied to how much he makes, mm. then it can cause some friction, not just for you, but also for him feeling like he's, you know, less of a man or less important or less needed. And so if you can, before that dynamic shifts, um, detach your value of how you perceive and, you know, that importance that you have for each other, detach that from the amount of money that people make. Because when you are a successful entrepreneur, um, you, and, and things go up and down for you too, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're placing value on you for how much you make and then that goes down, then you feel bad and take it out on the other person and vice versa. So just detach. You're both valuable because you are human beings and you love each other and you're united in purpose. Yes, I love that. The other thing I'm going to say about that, too, is that, you know, we we have different strengths, different domains of genius, as it were. Um, I'm thinking specifically in the money domain, for example. Oh my God, Amy, at the beginning of our marriage, we decided that I was going to take care of the, um, like the bill paying and stuff. Mm-hmm. Girl, we got our water cut off and our electricity cut <laughs> off because I just forgot. And, and then I wasn't going to do auto pay or whatever, because, you know, my husband works for the post office. So he wants, he wants mail. Okay. He, uh-huh. he's, he's not this thing about electronic notices or whatever. Right? He wants the mail, keep these people employed. Um, and I was like, this isn't working. I am not the short-term money person. I'm the mm-hmm. long-term person. I will make sure your retirement is set. I will make sure that the legacy of our of our family is carried on. But don't ask me about when the water bill is due, honey. I don't I don't use my brain for memory right. stuff. I use it for thinking. Right. And if I don't put it in the calendar or if it's not set up somewhere, uh, it's not going to get done. So we switched. I look at his 401k stuff and his insurance stuff and the state plan every year. And, the, you know, I do all the long-term stuff. I love doing that stuff. And I won't mm-hmm. forget that. And he is very clear <laughs> about when things are due. And he's the one that pays them. He's the one that gets those bills. Okay, great. We yeah. just put out one fire, right? Same thing with our children. There are certain conversations that he's just not equipped to have. Yep. He doesn't have the emotional bandwidth for it. He doesn't have the interest in them. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't make him a bad person. That's just not his zone of ministry. So there are some conversations that I've had to have with our children that he just wasn't there to have um, and vice versa. Yeah. For example, to your point about seasons and phases, there are certain conversations that my sons wanted to have with him that I was ready for. I have the emotional bandwidth for, I have the, I'm a coach. I can coach you through this. You know, he's like, nah, nah, I need to talk to that. Yeah. Dang man. You know? (laughs) So we just have to give ourselves and each other the space to take up as much space as we, as we want based on our needs, our desires and our zones of genius and our ministry and so forth. And be able to amplify that because knowing, knowing that, he's doing like the short-term stuff allows me to be able to rest mm-hmm. and not be worried about every little detail. One of the unquantifiable, did you say inquantifiable or unquantifiable? I think it's non-quantifiable. Non, okay, we'll, we'll go with none. To your point about value versus earnings is that we, I outpaced my, my, um, my, my husband in, in earnings, for, you know, for as long as I can remember. 
However, nobody has given me the sense of like safety, reliability, consistency, dependability. Like I cannot put a price tag on that. And it's, and I didn't recognize until I was well, like, I don't know, maybe seven, 10 years into the marriage. I had no idea that that was as important as it was for me. Because I thought, oh, entrepreneur and flying by the seat of your pants and that. Yeah, the reason why you can fly by the seat of your pants is because you got somebody at home holding it down. Right. That pays the water bill. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So you can take your showers and you can go on to your next, you know, speaking gig or whatever. Yep. Um, and so I cannot, man, I'm just so thankful that all the things that I'm not, he is and vice versa. Because now mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about bringing that to the table out of a sense of incompetence or incompletion. Now it's like, no, we're a team. And I don't have to fill all the positions on the on the baseball diamond. There we go. Being Dominican again, baseball diamond analogy. Um, I don't have to fill all the positions, right? It's like I, if I'm the pitcher, I can't be the batter. Right. So that was that was really cool. Absolutely. Um, I I just want to say, and I'll wrap up with this, that wherever you're at in your relationship today and wherever you're at in your business today, as an entrepreneur, you are wired to want more. And that doesn't mean that what you have is not valuable. Mm -hmm. So in your pursuit of wanting more, make sure that you're expressing it in a way of gratitude for all that you have and all that you are. And that it's not, because I do think sometimes that sense of us, we're never satisfied, right? And that sense can make it come across to others like it's not enough. Mm -hmm. It's And that's not what it is. So I think the way that we express that makes a big difference in setting that tone for growth. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for bringing that up. It's true. It's a great reminder. Awesome. All right. For our listeners, we would love to hear from you. Leave us a comment. Uh, connect with us on Instagram. I'm at Amy Walker Coach and Monica is at Monica Ogondo. And we absolutely love being able to be a part of your circle of influence. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, everybody. 